Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is... Mike Brown, I'm coming to you live here uh, on Spotify Green Room for another episode of the Dream Take Podcast, uh, as we do after every single Houston Rockets game over the past season. Plus, uh, we are here to discuss, I should say, I am here to discuss all things Houston Rockets, uh, most specifically, but not limited to uh, the Rockets lost tonight in Milwaukee 126 to 106 to the Milwaukee Bucks. The Rockets dropped to 10 and 22. The Bucks improved to 20 and 13. Uh, this game was uh, never necessarily close. Uh, after halftime, the Rockets uh, were only down 25 24 after one, got outscored by 12 in the second quarter, and then it was off to the races for the Bucks, playing without Giannis, playing without Bobby Portis. Uh, the Rockets, once again, were without Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, we do have some reinforcements uh, coming in the way of Jalen Green for the game tomorrow night against the Indiana Pacers. It is the hope that Kevin Porter Jr. is not far behind. As we get into the box score breakdown, first for our Rockets, uh, the Rockets tonight, Jay Sean Tate, four points in 14 minutes, battled. Uh, foul trouble the entire game. Christian Wood, 20 points, 11 rebounds in 28 minutes. Uh, a really efficient game for him tonight. 6 of 13 from the field, uh, only turning the ball over twice. Eric Gordon, 24 minutes, he had 12 points. Garrison Matthews, 27 minutes. He was 2 of 5 from the three-point line. Uh, 10 points. Armani Brooks, 9 points. Uh, K.J. Martin Jr., 31 minutes, 12 points. David Nwaba, 9 points. Alperen Shengun, not his greatest game ever, but he still went 4 of 6 from the field. He had 8 rebounds, 10 points. DJ Augustine with 9 points. Josh Christopher with 9 points. You know, you, you look at what happened in the game tonight, and in all honesty, I mean, the Bucks are going to be, in my opinion, they're going to come out of the East. I think they got a 50% chance to come out of these. Let's put it that way. I think it's either them or Brooklyn in the end. I think Milwaukee is stacked from top to bottom. Craig Ackerman talked about it multiple times tonight on uh, the broadcast that he believes this version of the Bucks is better than last year's who won the, the title, the roster. I would tend to agree. Chris Middleton, 23 points. Uh, they had someone named... Nawara. Uh, let me see if I can get any info. 
yeah, Jordan uh, Nawara. Uh, I don't want anybody coming into, you know, letting me know that this guy is any good. Uh, I mean, he's averaging seven and a half points this season and 19 points a game uh, to give up what is 18 points to him, completely unacceptable uh, in my eyes. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins balled out tonight. He had 18 points. He had eight rebounds, seven of 13 from the field. Uh, once again, proving the point that the Rockets do not have a rim protector. Uh, well, they did. I mean, they kind of do in Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice, it would have been interesting to get him some minutes tonight against Boogie Cousins. Um, but, you know, he did not play. Uh, Drew Holiday, 24 points, you know, 10 of 17 from the field. Uh, he's a he's a damn good ball player. I mean, Milwaukee is good. Pat Connaughton had nine points. Uh, Ojale had seven points. Wes Matthews had his best game of the year, sixteen points. Um, and it looks like our room is now growing here on Spotify Green Room. You want to talk Rockets basketball? As always, hit that request to speak button. I'll bring you up on stage, and uh, we'll talk about all things Houston Rockets. Uh, I'm here to go as long as we need to go tonight. Got a good friend of the show first, Adam. Adam, welcome to the show. What you got tonight? I had a little bit of a different perspective on tonight's game. I think I think this may have been, you know, the most or second most disappointing loss since the win streak, the seven game win streak ended. Okay. Why do you say that? I I, I didn't feel a lot of the energy kind of in in you know when they came into the game they they had a early lead in the first quarter but. Uh, just the play of, I, I think Christian Wood was kind of, his play was really indicative of just of just kind of what what I saw as disappointing. You know, a lot of settling for three point shots. The only inside presence was Nawara and and Demarcus Cousins. Neither of them is a rim protector. I mean, if well, it's inter- it's interesting that you say this because I do want to talk about a quote. Uh, from what was it Monday's game? I mean, during Christmas week, you can lose track of what day it is. Um, KJ Martin per Mark Berman uh, at Mark Berman Fox 26. Uh, he said that KJ Martin said that the second half picked up the energy. I feel like the outcome would have been different. We just have to have our teammates backs, our rotations. I feel like we were a half step behind today. I don't know why, but it is what it is. And we've got another game coming up, which is today. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I agree with you. I think the energy sucks right now. I mean, the energy all the way around. And I think it's difficult for what the Rockets are doing right now when they don't have a real point guard outside of DJ Augustine. And DJ Augustine doesn't start. You know, I think it's a, I think it's a really tough situation. I, yeah. we're, we're back to what I feel like is just, for lack of a better term, just shitty rotations. You know, just from top to bottom. The, the lineups that he's putting out there just don't make any sense at times the last couple games. And the performances showed. They haven't had any shot at winning the last two games. And it sucks to watch. It's not fun. Yeah, the, the rotations, you know, that, that those, I, I agree with you on that. You know, the energy is, is, is not an excuse for this type of team. You know, if you're, if you're a team like, you know, a perennial playoff team you know and just you're kind of trudging through the regular season I can maybe understand it but these you know no disrespect whatsoever we have a team of players that haven't proved anything outside of Eric Gordon you know and and so there's no reason for them to not have energy 
you know? Well, I think, yeah, I think you're spot on with that. I think that's these guys They, and I think in part, I think it's Silas, you know, I don't think Silas is the type of guy that's a raw, raw, let's go get it kind of coach. He's very subdued. I think is the best term for it is what I would say. You know, he's not the type of guy that's going to, who am I trying to think of as a, as an example? And I don't know if there's one in the NBA that I can directly point to. Uh, the best example I can give, I don't know if you're familiar with college football, but the head coach for the University of Minnesota, PJ Fleck, is a very energy energy driven. Yeah, wants yeah. to run up and down the sidelines, wants to you know be raw raw, you know energy high kind of guy. Silas isn't like that. Like Harbaugh from Michigan, yeah, you know, just someone. That's, yeah, you know. I think it's part of it. I, I think I, I think it's very interesting that KJ Martin, who we really haven't heard very much of these guys, not going after each other, but that was a public calling out of his fellow teammates not having as much energy. You know, and I want to get to something real quick. I want your opinion, just like I want everybody else's opinion. I'll tell you what I'm sick and tired of. The Rockets talk way too much to the refs. Uh, it, it's almost embarrassing at this point. I mean, you're 10 and 22. You're not getting any calls. Josh Christopher, stop talking to the refs. You're a rookie. You've played 20 games in the NBA. You're not getting the same calls that a Wes Matthews is going to get. You know, uh, you're, not a, you're not a vet in this league. You're not going to get it. And they get that from Eric Gordon, and I freaking hate it. I, I can't stand it. Maybe maybe it's from, yeah, part of it's probably from Eric Gordon a little bit, but if they had a demonstrative coach, like that would have, that would have stopped after four or five games of that occurring. But this, that's not going to change at any point in time this season. Um, That's just not Silas's mentality to, you know, Silas could easily just go up to, could tell Jay Sean Tate and, and Josh Christopher, hey, you haven't proven anything in this league. Stop talking to the refs. Let me deal with it, you know? And it would end yeah. right there, right? But um, it, it doesn't. I wanted to kind of, kind of, you know, kind of re- retouch on kind of Christian Wood. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want to overreact to one game, but this is, you know, this is a game that going going into it, I said, you know, I, I want to see Christian Wood go for thirty-five and fifteen, you know. And I just well, okay, but hold on, come on, that's unrealistic. Come on! Why, you can't go, why is it unrealistic you against? Because you can't. Because you can't go into a game. You know those types of games don't happen very often. I mean, I think I think saying, you're I'm setting yourself saying. up for disappointment with him. Not to say, I mean, dude, he had twenty and eleven. You, you exactly, don't. You'll exactly. lose this game because of a Christian Wood and his performance. No, you. But thirty-five and fifteen is is a little strong for me. I'll I'll kind I'll maybe kind of restate it in a in a different way. Okay. You know, without Giannis in there, they you know, the last game against Milwaukee, they dominated Demarcus Cousins. Shingun got four fouls on on Cousins in in four minutes. He barely played the rest of the game. Nawara didn't play. Um, that it was really just Giannis out there that was that was kind of asserting his will. You know, down down low, and. And really, there was nobody in there that should have been stopping Christian Wood. And, and Christian Wood was just having the trouble just finishing over Wesley Matthews and players that had no chance to really contest his shot. He was, he was just being 
somewhat soft in there. Like, and and so this is that this is my frustration. Christian Wood is so good talent wise. Twenty and ten is a given against eighty percent of the league. A superstar, yeah. like if if you know the way he's playing right now, like he makes me feel like. He's at best the third best player on a championship team, which is pretty good. He, he could be a Lamar Odom, right? A guy that's, you know, or, or a, a better version of Lamar Odom. But if I'm thinking I want to give this guy max money and I want to build around him and I need I need to see him, you know, go for 30 against a team like this, a, a team that really has no one to, to defend him, you know? Well, no, I, I get it. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think you – along with everybody else, you're not going to give him max money. We talked about this on the last show. Christian Wood is not going to get max money from anybody. The, his ceiling is, in my opinion, John, is uh, John Collins. John Collins got five years, 125 from Atlanta. That's not max money in today's NBA. Would I give that deal to, to Christian Wood? I, I'm thinking long and hard about it. Because here's my question to you, Adam, and to with everybody else. If you're not going to pay Christian Wood, who are you going to pay? What, who else are you going to go out and get that can put up a 20 and 11 type of game? And he didn't have a great game. He was 6 of 13. That's my first point. My second point to what you said is the fact that this team has no identity. It hasn't changed. This team has no identity offensively. They have no idea what the hell they're doing 90% of the time on the offensive end of the floor. And it's because they're missing their starting backcourt. Even when they have their starting backcourt, they still don't know what they're doing half the time. It's not 90% of the time. It's more like 50% of the time. But that's, that's where I'm coming from with Wood is figure that out in the offseason. I think he had a fine game tonight. I don't think there was anything wrong with the type of game that he played tonight. You know what? Milwaukee's one of the most physical teams in the league. The Rockets did not come ready to play tonight from the opening bell. And they got their ass kicked. They got manhandled. They got out tough tonight. This team is not mentally strong enough to deal with a team like Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a championship caliber team. It's impossible to compare the two. But I get what you're saying, and I know why you're frustrated with the <laughs> level of physicality from the Rockets. Physicality is, is the key word there, because if you compare that to how they played the Bucks during that seven-game win streak, you know, you know, when they, you know, when the Bucks snapped that seven-game win streak, it was night and day. You could, you know, there, there are quotes out there from Giannis praising Shingun um, in terms of his, you know, basketball mentality and the physicality that the Rockets played with. They just weren't, they didn't bring it tonight. The only, and the energy, don't, I only saw really an energy, you know, meeting kind of the standard that I expected from KJ Martin and Josh Christopher when he came in. Even Garrison Matthews, you know, just, he didn't have it tonight. It was, it was just, uh, the, yeah, it, it just it was it just left a bad taste in my mouth, and 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 part of it is just because I do expect a lot from Christian Wood because he is that talented. We should expect that that amount from twenty and ten against this level team is a given because he's just that he's he's he has that level of talent. But Christian Wood, to me, you know, most of the time he doesn't assert his will on a game. He's a guy that compliments, you know, like you know couple other players hit a couple three point shots he and he keeps the he keeps the flow going but he doesn't actually assert his will on a team when when Eric Gordon Eric Gordon didn't have a good game tonight they rely so much on Eric Gordon that you know if they trade him which they likely will before the deadline 
I think I, I think this team, unfortunately, I think they right now, I think they're projected to get 25 wins. Um, I think it's I think it's maybe. Well, look, here's here's the thing, right? Yeah, I, I give I, the tough thing with Christian Wood for me is that they haven't built the offense for him. So how do you blame him? It's not fair. It's not fair to criticize Christian Wood when watch, when you watch these games, they don't run sets specifically for Christian Wood. They run sets for Eric Gordon. They run sets for KPJ. They run sets when he's healthy for Jalen Green. Very seldomly do they run a set for Christian Wood, specifically to get Wood the ball and go make a move. That's not Silas's game, man. That's not what Silas does. We we're, we're we're agreed there that Silas he's he's been deficient the last few games with that he's he relies no, not the last few games since he's been here yes he, has, he hasn't part. built his offense he, for a big man he didn't do it in Dallas yeah he hasn't done it here but, you know like like Christian would you know if I if, if I was him you know like he he can't establish himself at the three point line and then try to work his way down. You know he's got to he's got to he's got to bully some of those guys and like get established position on the block and just go up right. and you know like this is the this is the just the thing that's so frustrating because you see him do it for a play and then you see him disappear for four minutes and you see him you know have a massive dunk on you know on I forget who the Bucks player was and then. And then he doesn't touch the ball no, for five possessions, you know. And and I and I can understand why Christian Wood was frustrated with Stephen Silas early in the season and was just like, okay, you're not gonna you're not gonna help me. You're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna put me in a position where I can succeed. I'm just gonna basically be passive, and just you know and 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 that's part you know part you know fault the fault of Silas and Christian Wood. You just gotta basically be an alpha, and I don't know if he's that type of alpha. And I I, I agree with you. I, you don't, you know, he, he has a level of talent that you're not going to easily replace, but the longer that we have him on the team, I, he has, a, he has an inflated sense of, I think the league has an inflated sense of his value of what he could be, but this may be his peak. Like this, we have to, we have to, and that may not be a bad thing, you know, 16 and 12 is not bad, but this may be his peak, and the rest of the league might think he's a twenty-five and fifty. Well, yeah. Real quick, we got a, we got a couple other speaker requests I got to get to, but the thing is, sixteen and twelve, Adam, is legit. That that's not just okay. I mean, that, that that's legit for for a guy. Would I pay twenty-five million a year for that guy? A, it's not my money. Gun to my head, if Christian Wood would sign for that contract, I'd give it to him, but. I appreciate you as always, my man. You too, brother. Happy holidays to you and the family. All right. Let's move to straight into our next speaker. Good friend of the show as well, Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the show. What you got tonight? Uh, how you doing, Mike? Uh, besides the Rockets game, how you doing? Oh, it's good. All is well. What good. you got? Um, so... This is going to be a big one, but uh, I've been seeing a lot of like, I don't know if you would call them like rumors or just like Photoshop pictures of it, but would John Morant help this team? Would you take John Morant in Houston? I mean, 
Yes. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I mean, I've seen the same things. It depends on what Memphis would want for him. And I'm not sure why, you know, he would want out of Memphis. Uh, I mean, what are you talking about giving up for him? Oh, boy. Um, It might have to include either KBJ or Wood. I mean, I would give up both. Jean Morant this season in 20 games, he's averaging in 32 minutes, 24 points, four and a half, no, five and a half rebounds, seven assists, two steals, three turnovers a game. Yeah, I would take that. I, I mean, look, man, it's you watch a game tonight. In the last two games, have just been infuriating. Well, well, I mean, it, it's infuriating because they suck right now. They're just the energy is low. You know, the seven-game win streak was fantastic. The last couple games, just the energy hasn't been there. You know, and it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit up here. I'm not going to berate them. I'm not going to say they suck. I'm not going to say, you know, as a whole, they suck right now. But it's hard. I mean, take away, you know, it's crazy that COVID has decimated rosters all over the league. The Rockets really haven't been decimated by COVID. It's been injuries, like legitimate injuries. That take any team and take their backcourt away, their starting backcourt, and tell me how well they're going to do. So the reason why I brought that up is because, actually, as a matter of fact, I think, I don't know if it's uh, this offseason or next offseason, John Morant's a free agent. So, therefore, we wouldn't have to give up anybody. And if you were to get John Morant, it would be, here's what would be our starting starting five. It would obviously be uh, Morant at the guard, point guard. Shooting guard is... Uh, KBJ or no Green KBJ small forward Jalen Green. It's a small lineup, but you can get some points from that lineup because Tate would be your well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Here's the thing. What I what I take John Morant. Every team in the league would take John Morant. But if you're a free agent, John Morant, give me one legitimate reason why he would come here. One. Um, because him and Jalen Green are close friends. I don't know, and it and it's Houston, Texas. It's sunny. It's sunny all day, every day. Um, I mean, I get it. No state income tax. It, it's it, it's an interesting thought. I think the point guard position is certainly one you could look to and say that this team could could use an upgrade if the right deal, the right pick is there. Like Kevin Porter Jr. was playing just fine before he got hurt. Kevin Porter Jr. is not the problem. The problem is this team lacks direction that's the ultimate problem that the rockets have right now is that they have no identity like what are the rockets you know they're 10 and 22 they're not the thunder they're not one of the they're not one of the worst teams in the league they're not a bottom three team in the league is what i'm is what i'm saying okay so you're in the four to six pick in the draft okay well you're also a team that lacks star power if you're a free agent I mean, why would you come here? You know, that's the question. So you're going to have to attract somebody via a trade. To me, that guy is De'Aaron Fox. Could it be John Morant? Potentially. I, I don't I don't hate the idea of John Morant, obviously, but it depends, man. De'Aaron Fox would be nice. I want this team to get – De'Aaron Fox yeah, is I want to get the summer, isn't he? Uh, no, I don't think. No, De'Aaron Fox is signed. He's signed for a while. 
Um, he signed an extension in Sacramento. So who knows if he could even be had. I think the biggest issue that I have watching this team on a night like tonight is that after halftime, you know, they were down 13 at half. They had no shot in the second half. So it's like they just kind of pack it in is the way it feels like. Now, they have guys that have good energy out there, Nawaba. But the fact is, Nawaba just isn't very good by league standard. He's a a role player. Uh, So I saw... Dude, I saw like Spurs passing, but no shooters. That's what I saw in the, in the, yeah. in the time that I, 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 I got to watch the game was the passing is very good. They're finding open players, but our open players aren't good shooters. Well, they're shooting. They shot you know thirteen of thirty, thirteen of forty five from the three point line, twenty nine percent. The problem with what you just said is. You just signed Garrison Matthews long-term. You've signed Armani, not long-term. You give him a four-year deal. You can get out of that contract whenever you want. Same thing with Brooks. So you're assigning guys that are on this team to shoot the ball. Tonight, between Matthews and Brooks on the three-point line, you know, they were five of 13. You know, it's not bad. But, the, you know, Jay Sean Tate was 0 for 3. Christian Wood was 0 of 6 from the three-point line. Eric Gordon was only 2 of 6. Um, like, you know, they're, they're figuring out this, the, the strengths of certain guys on this team are starting to get figured out by the league. So those guys have to adjust, you know, tonight, KJ Martin was not good for the majority of the night offensively because Milwaukee forced him to go right. He's a righty, but everyone knows that he likes to go left. You take away his left. He's going to be less effective. Garrison Matthews, run him off the three-point line as often as possible, and he only had 10 points tonight. Um, do, you think, so, do you think Silas will uh, give more minutes to Trevelyan Queen? You know, Trevelyan Queen is an interesting – he's an interesting prospect to me. Uh, how big – I mean, he's 6'6", 190. He's got to put some weight on, you know, especially – he's too lanky. He reminds me of a very, very young uh, Torian Prince – uh, right-handed Torian Prince. He's got that same body type where Torian Prince got, not Torian Prince, Tayshawn Prince, sorry. Uh, Torian Prince plays currently. Tayshawn Prince, a right-handed Tayshawn Prince. Early in his career, he got run off of his spot way too often because he was way too skinny. Good athleticism, though. Interesting name, interesting prospect. I think once Jalen Green gets back up here, that's it. I think the energy of this team all of a sudden is going to take a you know a turn tomorrow uh, with the Jalen Green coming back. I mean this the, because the offense now has a clear leader on the floor. The offense is going to run through Jalen Green, although it should run through Christian Wood. And I think tomorrow we'll see what this team has got. It's a tough it's a tough stretch though. Who do they have tomorrow? Indiana. Indiana. You know. You know, but you but you look at what you look at what's going on right now. And the last, you know, you had to go to you had to play at Chicago, at Milwaukee, at Indiana. Yeah. Sorry, it's yeah. So, I mean, listen to this. You got to go to Chicago, Milwaukee, Indiana, Charlotte. Holy shit! So you got Chicago, Milwaukee, Indiana, Charlotte on the road. You come home to play the Lakers and the Heat. Then you have the so you have a three game homestand: Lakers, Heat, Nuggets. Then you go to Philadelphia. That is a wicked seven-game stretch. 
Um, but do you so do you play Tice against Sabonis and Turn mm-hmm. and Turner tomorrow, or do you sit him? I mean, I I, I don't know what he wants to do. I don't think he has much option. I'll tell you what I would like to see him do is if you're going to have Garuba up here and not with the G League, play him. If you're not going to play Tice, play Garuba. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I mean that's that's where I'm at is figuring out what you have in Garuba because that's what your goal is for the rest of the season. Is my two my two big goal? Well, I take that back. The 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 goal that doesn't need to be talked about. It's just a given. Is play the young guys. Play as many of these young guys as many minutes as possible. Right. Which is right. You know that's it. Play the youth. To me, the number one goal is figuring out if uh, we talked about this on Monday is is Alperen Shengun Christian Woods running buddy. That's that's what you got to find out because if not, you're going to have to get rid of one of them. I think an interesting question that I would like to see Rockets fans answer is whose ceiling is higher over the next five years from now, Christian Wood or Alperen Shengun? Ceiling. Not saying who's going to be a better player. Who has a who has a bigger ceiling in the NBA? Wow, that's a tough one, Mike. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, because it's what he's doing right now as a 19 year old rookie is special. Just some of the things that he's doing. He's got a long way to go, but imagine what he could be like in five years. Do you think? And I don't want to. I don't want to. This is. I don't want to say this, but. I love Christian Wood, but do you think Alberin Shingun could possibly take away the spotlight from Christian Wood? I mean, spotlight of what? I mean, his, his team is ten and twenty-two. There is no spot there. You know, there is no spotlight, and that's the thing. Is I, I very easily it would be a lot easier to come onto the show and just be negative. Because I, I hate this. I hate this shit. It sucks. This is not fun. If you if you truthfully ask any Rockets fan, I don't care who it is. I don't care what po- podcaster it is. I don't care if it's whoever. I'm not going to name any names. Everyone knows the prominent Rockets podcasts out there, the Twitter accounts, whatever. I see all of these accounts every day that tweet about, you know, oh, it's the Jalen Green show. Oh, we're so lucky. We're so blessed. Okay, we're blessed to be 10 and 22. You can miss me with all that. You can miss me every day of the week that ends in Y. Because Um, you're not going to sit here and tell me that this is more, you know, we have a brighter future now than we did three years ago. Bullshit. How many games? Bullshit. How many games did they win total last year? It was like, what, 17 games they won? 15 to 17. I don't even know. We're already. And that's the thing. Than they were last year, though. I mean, this, this team. This team is not going to be like like it has been uh, next next year, dude. I I'm I have a good feeling. In I don't know. They're going. But that's all. But see, that's all that that's all that everybody has now. And it's not against you, Ryan. It, it's more of an indictment on the fan base. It's a well, you know, if you know we get a great draft pick, if this works out, if that works out. Like I don't want to live in that world. It's not a fun world. It's you know, oh well. If we would have had, if I would have had three or four of my guys not on the COVID list, I would have won my fantasy football matchup this past week. 
but I didn't. And I didn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a, what you were saying before is, and I always remember this is you said that it's, it all depends on whether or not Rafal Stone wants to spend some money or not. Well, it's not up to Stone. Well, I take that back. It's partially, partially up to Stone. It's mostly up to Fertitta. What does Fertitta want? Right. You know, ultimately, he's got to make a decision. What do you want out of this team? Fertitta, you meant you said Fertitta was the one that needs to spend money, and I agree. Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's on him. It's do you want to have a first class organization that's known for going to conference championships and going to NBA finals? Because if you do. There's a way to escalate this rebuild. Right. You know, it's a look. And, and the thing is, I hate, there is not a term I hate more in professional sports than rebuilding. I hate it. I think it's stupid. It, 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 because there's no guarantee. If you ask me, would I rather have a team's, you know, next five number one picks or a bona fide superstar who's not even 27 years old yet right now I'm taking the superstar every single day of the week. And you know what? I might be wrong. I take that back in the NBA. Let's say you can get a 23 or 24 year old superstar or get, you know, somebody's next five number one picks. Okay. So, okay. So that goes taking the superstar. If, if, it were to be John Morant, how much do you think John Morant would take to go to the Rockets? What do I think draft wise it would take? Not draft, but like I'm, signing wise. Like you'd have to trade. Yeah, you'd have to trade Kevin Porter Jr. You'd probably have to give him Christian Wood. You'd probably have to take back Valanciunas. Uh, you'd probably cost you at least two or three first round picks. I mean, like, I mean, like, if if he were to test free agency and the Rockets were to Attempt a a uh we're, we're, we're to you're talking about just signing him out, right? Yeah. I mean, near max money, which is well, fine. He's worth years. he's worth max money. Yeah. You know, he's worth every bit of max money because look at his numbers. Look at what he's done. He dragged the war the the Grizzlies into the the what was it the playing tournament or the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I mean, he dragged them to postseason. Let's just put it that way. He's special. He is a special talent. And I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, there's not one guy right now on the Rockets that I would consider a special talent of a Jean Morant. There's nobody on this roster. Of Jean Morant? No. Not even not even a Jean Morant. Give me one guy that is a that you would consider a special, you know, can't miss talent on the Rockets right now. Some people would say Christian Wood. Some people will say Jalen Green. I haven't seen enough from Jalen Green yet. Tate all day. Tate. Who? Jason Tate. Nah, no. come on, man. He's a very good player, but he's not special. Special is a guy like a Jean Morant, a De'Aaron Fox, a uh, Jason Tatum, a Bradley Beal, a DeMar DeRozan. Those types of guys, when they were younger, were cannot miss special talents. The Rockets don't have that. And D in the chat says, you have to rebuild without compromising your future. Okay, so continue to build for the future. Acquire assets, acquire assets. But eventually, you have to identify a guy that you want to use those assets on. 
And if a Jean Moran can be had, sell the freaking farm to go get Jean Moran. Like Memphis could name their price outside of, you know, five first round picks, you know, and I say what I said, tongue in cheek. Would I trade five number one picks for a superstar? It'd have to be a hell of a superstar. Oh, I would do God. it. I wouldn't do that for Jean Moran. You know, I would do a, I would do three number ones, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. If it cost me Jay Sean Tate to do it, I'd probably do it. That's asking a lot. That's asking a lot. And well, Grant is hurt right now. Yeah, but, but, what's, but, but what's the alternative? This? Because I don't want – you want this? You want to be 10 and 22 and, you know – I think – I, I hate to say this because it's what the Sixers are doing, but do you got to trust the process? Bullshit. <laughs> what process? I know. But, I mean, I, I – I, no, but here's the thing, right? Trust the process, trust the process. They haven't even made an NBA Finals yet. Why am I trusting your stupid process? Excuse my language tonight, but it's a fear. Like, that that type of thing upsets me because I'm gonna tr- if I'm going to trust the process, show me results because I haven't shown – I haven't seen anything. When Daryl Morey was here, when James Harden was here, I get the people that say, you know, it was time for them to go. Because Daryl never got the job done, and neither did Harden. Yeah, but I don't know whose fault that was. You know, who do you blame? It was the organization. It was the organ. The organization as a whole is at fault. You can't blame one guy specifically. I think a guy that you could look to and say you are the common denominator is Daryl Morey. I think James Harden was a part of it. Obviously, were you a fan of Daryl also- of his lineups and all that? Of D'Antoni? I thought D'Antoni was fine. I had nothing against D'Antoni. You know, I think the Rockets gave him what he needed to win. I think circumstances, I think Chris Paul getting hurt cost him a title, which is tough. You know, it's a tough situation. Uh, But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Ryan, anything to add before we wrap up for tonight? Um, I, uh, man, I just, I mean, I know it's hard to be positive with this Rockets team, but I, I, I mean, I'm gonna have faith, and I just, I mean, it's gonna be a fun off season. We're gonna do something, and and dude, we could, it'll be a good trade deadline too. So we gotta wait until see what we do, uh, coming trade deadline. Wall will be gone, Eric Gordon will be gone, hopefully, and we'll go from there. But I mean, the future is looking bright for the Rockets. We gotta give give it that at least for now, you know. I, I think the future is bright. I think the trade deadline is going to be interesting. And I think tomorrow night you're going to see a different version of the Rockets. With Jalen Green coming back, I think the energy will be back. Uh, I think it'll certainly be an exciting game tomorrow night. I'm watching uh, uh, Wood and Sabonis go at it for sure. Yeah, future uh, Houston Rocket, uh, Sabonis, I would not be mad at. So, Ryan, happy holiday to you and the family, my man. You, my guy. All right, later. Later, brother. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. We will be back live here on Spotify Green Room uh, tomorrow night after the Rockets tilt at the Indiana Pacers. Tip is at 6 o'clock Central Time, so we should be on a little bit earlier. I would say probably around 8.30. It'll be our last show before the Christmas holiday. 
after Thursday, we get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Uh, so I will be back live with you guys tomorrow night here on Spotify Green Room. Once again, recapping your unhappy final for the Dream Shakes, the Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. The Houston Rockets did lose this evening, 126 to 106. Make sure to check out the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at uh, Dream Shake SBN on Twitter. Check out the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take. You can check me out on uh, Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. Head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, we will be back live here on Spotify Green Room tomorrow evening. Once again, Houston Rockets fans, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.